Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on Beautiful Earth, where we celebrate the Great Mother through dynamic explorations around embodiment, nature's gifts, sexuality, food, and emotional awareness. Today's podcast is the uh, official, official launch of Beautiful Earth. Um, There was a transition that uh, the show made from Calling All Leaders and Healers to a temporary title of Ecosexuality to now Beautiful Earth and um, really grounded and uh, settled into the earth (laughs) with this um, title and how it really encompasses a lot of what calling all leaders and healers uh, represented, which was knowing that when we love ourselves, when we do our inner work, we become healer, uh, we become a healer, a light force, a tuning fork to others in the world around us. And that self-love is a powerful act uh, for the earth, for humanity. Um, and so self-love is not this weak, mushy, squishy um action, but more of a profound, almost uh, um, counterculture act to be able to really be with ourselves. It's 180 degrees backwards from what the world teaches, that um, our worth is based on what we do, what people say. And as we all know, we all have that disease to please. It's a disease, right? And Calling All Leaders and Healers really was welcoming spiritual teachers and leaders that promoted the message of self-love. And so we had hosted Marion Williamson, great teacher of love, and, of course, Miracles, Michael Beckwith, Andrew Harvey. Um, We hosted many local therapists and healers. But I also wanted to make space for hosting people that work with sacred sexuality, and on the transition title of Ecosexuality, we hosted uh, Amy Jo Goddard, who is a phenomenal empowerment speaker and teacher. And I really, really enjoyed the second half of that interview. I remember just really got fired up in some incredible teaching. So if you haven't checked out the, that was like two months ago, so I think it's sometime in October, November 2017. And if you are listening to this and you haven't looked at the archives of this previous show, I had one of my students say they listened to a show from 2014, and I was doing a lot of teaching around vulnerability and Brene Brown and how much they appreciated it. And it really gave me an appreciation for the work that I've done with Body, Mind, Spirit Guide and Penny and Courtney and before that Annette and just how there was all this material, all this resources that were archived for people to listen to because every show I really allow what wants to come through and I see the benefit for people and I really get to enjoy it myself (laughs) and we do meditations and in um, powerful processes that are not just something that comes off the top of my head but things that have been really time tested that through thousands of hours of working with people and self-love and self-acceptance, seeing that these processes, these tools really do work if you, and, and if you use them, right? So all tools are very simple, but it's a practice. Simple and it's a practice, daily practice, and sometimes moment to moment. 
like uh, what Jesus said in the Bible, we forgive 70 times seven, right? So how many times is that a day? <laughs> forgive ourselves, forgive others. That's a tool, right? That's a tool in our toolbox, forgiveness. And um, always must be paired with emotional allowing because forgiveness can also be a used as a way to bypass our emotions and our anger. And we know if we repress anger, that can become fibromyalgia, that can become weight gain, that can become um, all sorts of unhealthy things in our body. So we want to consciously allow our emotions as well as be open to forgiveness. Um, so we've, we've transitioned to beautiful earth. We did have Amy Jo Goddard, and then she was teaching about what it really is, sacred sexuality, why sacred sexuality is so important for people, for women, and um, I really enjoyed that show. So that check that one out. Check out the archives. And then next month, I'm going to be hosting Rita Patel, who oh, just spectacular teachings around experiments and beautiful thinking. She is, if you want to ignite your creativity, you want to really see the power of beauty in your life. Um, I would listen to that show. Rita always inspires me. She, the way she frames life, the way she frames the ordinary and makes it so beautiful, so um, enlivening. It, it really, her work is really um, inspiring in that way too. Her artwork is inspiring, but it will come through in the conversation, no doubt. And that is next week, next week, next month, February. And then I'll also be hosting coming up um, really one of the biggest teachers in my life. Um, I'm looking forward to that show as well, uh, Tina Fields. She is a dynamic powerhouse of understanding why our connection to our body and to the earth is so important. So welcome to Beautiful Earth. I am your host, Barbara White. And I am a huge proponent of not only self-acceptance to affect the world around us, but body integration, a piece that is really missed, I feel, in a lot of talk therapy, a lot of spiritual work, of being able to know that the body never lies. It never lies. Your body is your subconscious. I don't know if it's a really take that in where... If there's something going on in your body, it's not your fault, you're not bad, but it does tell you there's some repressed emotion and how to access that with compassion. You know, it's allowing our emotions is so, so huge. And sometimes it's like we can know it's there, but how to access it, how to open it up, how to how to really dive deep into letting ourselves be in the powerful, powerful vulnerability of self-love and allowing our feelings a daily practice, right? A daily meditation practice, working with a body-based therapist, um, having a body practice, and sometimes just a willingness to go deeper, a willingness to know, okay, all right, life is for me. Life is for me. It's always for you, by the way. But sometimes it feels like it's not, right? It feels like life is against you. Your body's against you. It's betrayed you. In fact, that's not uncommon for people to feel that way, like the body's betrayed them, life has betrayed them. But when we can begin to invite the awareness that life is really for us and that these things that are really challenging, that are really hard, life is life does have a lot of hardships, I'm not denying that, but that these things are trying to show us greater self-love. 
And it's not about fixing or controlling those conditions, but coming back to ourselves, coming back to center, returning back to center each time again and again and again. So in, in coming back to the body and loving ourselves and celebrating our connections to the Great Mother through sexuality, through food, through emotional awareness, it's a great passion of mine. I, um, I was diagnosed, I think, was it 15, 16 years ago with Asperger's, ADHD, all sorts of neurological issues, which I don't have any symptoms of anymore. And through the work that I'm offering here, through self-love, through body integration. And I've worked with a lot of people that have initially started with a lot of painful stuff in their body and in their life. And as they came into deeper and deeper self-witnessing and self-love, those things began to unwind. They began to create space for more good, more love in their life. But I'm a big proponent of that connection because of my experience with myself and with my clients. And um, it really saddens me um, when I see people that are trapped in spiritual bypassing and or religious bypassing or mental bypassing. And what do I mean by that? Mental bypassing, religious bypassing, where um, they're really, let's say, let's take someone who's really scared and they're really anxious, but they don't know how to allow, they don't know that the anxiety doesn't make them bad. They have a religious teaching that says they're they're supposed to, should, they should on themselves, that they should have faith. But they don't realize that faith is really a symptom of self-love. Faith is a symptom of really being and bringing a sense of faith to our own process. See, faith is not something outside of ourselves that we have to get. It's something we have to practice in our own heart. I hope you can hear me on that, that faith is not something outside of us ourselves that we have to get. It's something we practice in our own heart. It's already there. Like it's a, the quantum field, the zero-point field, the Holy Spirit, the chi, reiki, prana, mana, words for the same thing, right? Mana in indigenous culture, prana in um, Hindi culture, chi in Chinese medicine, reiki in Japanese uh, all different names, zero point field in our Western science, but it's always there. The energy is always there. It's really, we have to progressively open to it. We got to cultivate it and not cultivate it. Like we're growing it from infancy where it's, it's opening to it, aligning with it. It's always an alignment process and healing can even become something. that's more of an adventure, more of a, Ooh, I wonder what, I wonder what, this pain's going to bring. I wonder, I wonder who I'm going to be on the other side of this. I wonder what's going to become of that. There's, there's a um, great teaching on that from Michael Backless, who still a friend and a teacher of mine. Um, he did a great talk. I think it was last Sunday about who am I going to be? Who am I going to be on the other side of this challenge? And um, he goes into quite depth of that. It's a very inspiring And to the point of what he teaches in that particular talk is that when we take that kind of attitude towards our emotions and towards life, we have a greater security because security really comes from that being with ourselves, not abandoning ourselves. Security is not based on the economy. It's not based on getting things done. 
I mean, although that can feel good for a moment, true security, and I promise you this, true security really comes in never abandoning yourself, your emotions, your, your, your breath, your body, your core, staying in alignment with what's already there. True security is continually coming back and remembering who you truly are, that you're more than the body. It's a part of you, but you're more than the past, but it's a part of you. You're more than your accomplishments. You're more than your failures. Because then you get to, like the great teacher Jesus said, that you get to be in the world but not of it. And that really allows you a sense of strength, that strength and confidence and faith that as that practice of being with yourself really allows that confidence. And again, faith and confidence and happiness are not something that you can get from this world. It's something you must practice, cultivate, open to daily, yield to. So take a moment, take a moment to become aware of your breath. Notice your body is breathing without you telling it what to do. Notice your heart is pumping without you telling it how to pump blood. And right, your your brain is thinking because your brain's a muscle and it's going to keep on producing thoughts just like your heart's pr- producing blood. And the part of you that's aware that you have thoughts, the part of you that's a watcher of your thoughts, that's that's the broader you, that's the true you. So the, you're not the thinker, you're the watcher of the thought. And you're the thought, and you're the body. Those are parts of you, like little branches of the tree. You're the whole tree. Continue to watch and breathe. Come into this moment more and more with each breath. Allow the breath and allow my voice to support you. Take a deeper breath. Wonderful. And then notice the pressure of if you're standing or sitting or laying down, notice the pressure of that chair or floor or bed pushing back on you. Maybe in your car, noticing that pressure of that seat pushing back on you. Notice how that thing that's holding you, whether it be the ground or a chair, what have you, is has something underneath that's holding it. See if you can sense into that. And then as you sense into the thing that's holding that, go even deeper. What's underneath that that's holding that? You got it. And then go just one more. Go a little bit deeper. What's holding that? What's underneath that that you that came up in your energy, your thoughts, and you're sensing into what's holding that. And then one more step deeper, if you went from, let's say, your chair to your house, to the ground, to the soil, to the earth, to space, the atmosphere, 
And then what's holding, go, whatever layer that you're at, what's holding that? Maybe you're at just the atmosphere is holding the earth, which is holding the ground, which is holding the, the, the object your chair or bed is resting on. Go, go one more layer deeper. What's holding that? And then can you allow yourself in this moment to be held by all those layers? Be held by the chair or grounder on, by the structure that's holding that. Can you allow yourself to be held by the earth? Can you allow now yourself to be held by the space around that? Can you allow yourself to be held by the gravitational forces? And can you allow yourself to be held by the space around that? And as you allow yourself to be held, taking a nice deep breath all the way from the genitals, through the stomach, chest, through the throat, all the way to the top of the head from the bottom up, creating a wave in your body. And taking now five, six breaths as you allow yourself to be held, creating that wave in the body. Allowing yourself to be right here, right now. Now, whatever is happening for you right now, can you let it be there? You don't have to like it. And you don't have to label it or dissect it. Remembering that dissecting something doesn't make it better. Our Freudian-based way of approaching ourselves, we think more analysis, more dissecting something is going to make us feel better. But does it really? More explaining why it's there. It's because my mom, my dad. It's because it's because I'm this, too much of this or too much of that, or not enough of this, or I be, this is I believe this, or I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, or da 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 da. More explaining it, more dissecting it will really make it better. Really, what would it make it better? Ask yourself that. Right? And the answer is no. So just come back to being with it, holding it. Allowing, just as you allowed yourself to be held by the chair, by the earth. Allow yourself to hold and be with whatever's there. Whether it's a very painful feeling, a pain in the body, or maybe you're feeling joy and peace, letting that be there. Whatever is there. Breathing all the way from the genitals, through the stomach, through the chest, through the throat, top of the head. Allowing that to be there. This is a practice. Every time that you allow something to be there, you come into a deeper, deeper realization of who and what you truly are. It's a practiced faith. You're showing yourself that you're able to choose Alignment, choose love, even in the midst of this trigger, this pain. Or maybe it's pleasure. Sometimes allowing pleasure can be somebody's growth edge. 
Wonderful. And just taking a few more breaths. Now you can continue to keep your focus inward as I teach and allow things to flow through the show, or you can become a little more cognizant and aware in your space, whatever feels right. So I'm being led to talk about how all humans, no matter who we are, we are afraid to open up to love. And no matter who we are, no matter who you are, if you are in physical form, you're afraid to open up to love. It's what my, just touched on in my article for um, February. And initially, I think maybe people say, well, no, I'm not. I got people that love me. I got got my husband or my wife or my partner or a friend. I'm not afraid to open to love. And, And so... I'm not saying that you're starting at zero, right? I'm not, I'm not talking in duality and black and white. I'm saying that there's always the next level of love. For me, universe, God is love. So I'm not talking about a love that is flowers and well, those love can be expressed through that. Or it's, and I love getting flowers, by the way. <laughs> Anyone who's listening? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. But, I mean, what I'm saying is love as an, as the omnipresent, omnipotent essence of who you are, who I am, who all things are. So love as consciousness, love as opening up to the next layer of who you are. And it's consciousness, I had one great teacher say to me, you know, Christ was amazing, but that's not the end point. You know, the greater than me can do what I have done. It's like to think of that, like even to aim towards the level of Christ or Buddha and to say, wow, I I could be capable of that. I could be capable of what Mozart did or Beethoven did. And, and so when I say love, I'm, I'm thinking from that perspective that there's so much greatness. There's so many gifts in every single person that every single person is created in the image and likeness of the universe, that everyone is a complete holographic expression of the infinite and that you are here to reveal and reflect the cosmos in any way that you, any unique way that you can, that you are a cosmic happening as a local phenomena. You are a cosmic happening in a local phenomena. Don't believe me? Look into a baby's eyes. You'll remember, you'll remember who you are, that you are a cosmic miracle happening in a local phenomena. Take that and look into your own eyes in the mirror. So when I say opening to love, it's opening to that. It's opening to that cosmic happening. And no matter who we are, we get identified as our past. We get identified sometimes as our patterns. We get identified sometimes as good things, like we get identified as a car, not good, but we you know, we qualify them as good, or a job that we're in. And so we really don't want to open up to our infinite nature, to love, to the cosmos, because we feel like we're losing our identity. And that, my dear, is always the essence of it all. And when we can have that kind of compassion for ourselves, or in working with many people um, 
around this topic, uh, let, let me give you an example this way, opening up to bringing compassion to our feelings, like uh, working with a man the other day, um, opening up to letting himself feel his fear was terrifying. That's self-love, right? Uh, that's opening up to his cosmic nature. But to allow that space for him to feel that, that wasn't safe for the first 20 years of his life because he had to take on his mother's emotions because if he didn't, then she would abandon him emotionally and sometimes physically. So to be patterned in the body, to take on uh, other people's stuff or to do this thing instead of practice self-compassion or, or be in love, be in their true, our true nature, didn't always result in good things growing up, right? So we all have a childhood, and we were all taught that love wasn't going to get our needs met. That just to surrender, open up, be the most loving person we can towards ourselves and to other people would not get our needs met. However, we've got it backwards, right? So in loving ourselves and being showing up and saying, love, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go and with whom? And coming from that perspective, it actually does get our needs met. You know, somehow there's, it's very common for all humans have that uh, as, a, as a person, we have the thought that if we really give ourselves to love, to the cosmos, to be fully used to relieve the suffering of the planet, that, that somehow that doesn't mean we have sweet friendships and chocolate and joys and orgasms and, and all the goodness of life. And the truth is, is that the more that you surrender, let go, and let go to who and what you truly are, you give yourself, and what does that mean? It means being with your feelings. You know, that sounds really grandiose, but then when you say, well, it actually means just being with your feelings. To touch the cosmos, you be with your fear. Huh. <laughs> to, to reach the cosmic expressions of love and life, you know, you be with your fear. Now, now, if someone's selling you something, a transformational weekend, or they want you to do some type of drug to, to reach the peak experiences, I, you know, <laughs> that's, that's one thing you can do, but I really don't believe that allows you an integrated, sustainable way of really changing and healing your body and changing your life. Many ways you can have peak experiences, right? You can have these big cosmic openings where you are the empty, you know, the chronic use of pot now and the chronic use of ayahuasca and the use of all these drugs and antidepressants. It's like um, the, the, I am more and more and more and more like I, like of a firm believer that in the simple, in the practice is where we touch the infinite. Those things can be fun, no doubt, you know. Drugs can be fun. Um, but they really don't allow a true change in your body. And the ego can really disguise, your, your self-love can disguise itself as self-hate. No, no, I'm sorry. Your self, yeah, your, 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 your self-hate can disguise it as self-love. Meaning, well, I'm just going to do this, this one thing. I deserve this. Or 
Well, I, this, this, you know, this will, this will free me. I'm going to invest this, this one, you know, I'm going to transform all my darkness and shadows and this thing says, you know, daily therapy or the flow is, is, is weak. You know, I'm going I'm to transform this all in one day. It's very tempting. You know, it seems like you're loving yourself, but you're not. In fact, you're hurting yourself because you can have these big expansions and then what happens is you have a big collapse on the other side. So, again, it's as simple and as profound as 20 to 30 minutes of meditation of being with yourself every day. Just closing the door, turning off all the distractions, putting your hands on your tummy, hands on your chest, and breathing. It's the most powerful thing you can do to change your life. But it's boring, right? Doesn't definitely doesn't have the neon signs and the <laughs> the appeal of other things. And I know this work I do that that I know it changes lives. I've seen it again and again. But it 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 takes a level of commitment and practice. And and again, it's we can like listening to this show. You can open up to resources to help you. So it doesn't have to be like you reinvent the wheel. You can allow teachings and shows and teachers and mentors to support you. And boy, does that make life easier. It's um, it's so common for me to see, especially men, to believe they got to figure this all out on their own. And the boy, are they in a hurry. I get these calls where men will say, well, can you just like hypnotize me once and I can just get over all this stuff? And uh, I really, my heart really goes out to them because it's, they're in a lot of pain and men have it really worse. Men, you know, men have been taught not to feel even more so than women. And even the act of circumcision is really, it, it desensitizes men to their emotions. But, I mean, watch any of our popular media and you, all of a sudden you'll see that, you know, men, men are taught uh, very, very young age not to feel in fact, research has shown that, you know, a woman uses 25,000 more words a day than a, than a man. And um, so any man that chooses to wake up to do his inner work, I am so humbled by. And they gotta, they gotta, they've got to put in extra effort and, and, and allow extra support and understanding they're not weak and that their emotional awareness is something that in going slow and... Um, really trusting that whatever is in front of them is teaching them, not running away from it. It's a practice. So I think as women, we could be a lot more patient with their process and understanding that they've, they've got some bigger barriers that they got to work through. My, my friend Erin reminded me of that this morning. <laughs> really great, great reminder. So, Coming back to self-love and its incredible importance and that your body will never lie. You always can feel in your body, but, you know, you can create an incredible story in your mind. But what is my body feeling? Am I feeling tired and fatigued every day? Well, then, then there's a good chance you're probably not going towards your spirit because what feels aligned with your soul is going to feel light in your body. Maybe a little scary, maybe a little vulnerable, right? Because that sounds simple, to go towards what's light, to go towards what feels right, light. 
I like to say right because then the mind's like, is this right? Is this wrong? But to be in the moment, that's a huge step, right? To not be future thinking. And then to follow what feels light in the body is an incredible hard act for a lot of people, myself included. Like it's not, it sounds easy to go towards that little tiny impulse, that whisper that feels right in the moment. Oh, I think I need to do this, but what feels light in my body? And to practice that in the everyday, that is the foundation to really then going towards your dream. If you're sitting there denying your guidance system and not going towards what's light and not really being in the moment, moment to moment, trusting the moment, listening, deep listening, then how are you going to go towards That really will guide you towards all your dreams and your desires. Because your dreams and desires are holy and they're real. In fact, I believe they're the encoding of this on your soul. They're encoding on your soul. I love what the Reverend at Livonia Unity said. She said that it's a re-remembering, a re-remembering, that your dreams are real. And to open to your dreams, to know that they're possible, is, a big, is also a big act. Because that means as soon as you, see, we open to love and anything unlike itself comes up to be loved, Right? That's why when people have children, they'll sometimes have the, their, their wounds all of a sudden pop up. You know, that's why people beat children. It's why they, it's because that, that love comes in and then it brings up their stuff or it brings up stuff in the relationship. That's not bad. That's, that's what happens when love comes in, right? And so the same thing when you open up or you're willing to open up to your dreams and desires, anything that's in the way will come up into your awareness. And if people don't realize that, then they give up on their dreams and their desires, thinking they're going in the wrong direction. Like, why is it all of a sudden I started going towards the stream? I'm feeling so much fear, or I'm, I'm starting to feel really angry about this topic again. Well, it's because that was always there, but you kind of went into a settling energy. You went into that old, that, that pattern people get into, like, well, could be bad. it could be worse. Or I should be appreciative. Or my dreams and desires aren't important. Or some people don't even know what they are, right? They haven't, that's not uncommon. They haven't, they're there. You know, if you leave yourself enough, eventually you bump up against them. You know, you keep on looking within, you won't find poison. You won't find a devil. You keep on looking within, you find your beauty. And you find your dreams. And as you begin to open up to your true self and you begin to open up more and more each day to your dreams, that unlike itself will come up, like whatever the energy or limiting belief. You know, we only create limiting beliefs so that we don't have to feel our pain, right? The limiting belief that, oh, my dream isn't possible, then I don't have to face the pains that are in the way. Maybe times that I did express or open up and I was physically uh, beaten down or I was criticized. And those pains may stay, still be in your body. So another word for self-love I, I really adore, which is, uh, comes from one of my teachers, Pima Children, is patience. Now when people say, I have no patience, uh, I'm saying, oh, gosh, it must be hard to be in your life because Life is really in the ordinary, right? You know, it's like life has so many ordinary moments of waking up, using the restroom, getting some water, doing this, doing these everyday ordinary things. And 
lot of patience. And then sitting with yourself and being with your feelings, a lot of patience. Now, you'll have to Google this, who said this, but that's a quote I love, which is um, the universal quote, which is, um, complete patience leads to immediate manifestation. Complete patience leads to immediate manifestation. Now, why is that? It's because when we are in a place where we're patient, with whatever's there, we're in the moment. And then we create space, like we clear out the manger, we, we create space for miracle ready, we're open, we're receptive. We're in a high receptivity to our dreams, to our the goodness. And so we feel it in the moment. Right now in the moment, we can feel that lover or that prosperity or that dream or that project or that thing that we want. We can feel it in the moment. So complete patience leads to immediate manifestation. And in that high receptivity, we feel it. We live in the best case scenario. And then from that place, it feels as if it's already there. And then, of course, what happens, right? We become a a more powerful manifester because the way to manifest is to feel it as if it was already there. So what were those goals and dreams from your childhood or what were those goals and dreams you had in the beginning of the year, begin again. Start again. Maybe some stuff came up to be loved or maybe you got a little distracted, but don't give up. The universe never gives up on you. Life is always seeking to become more itself. Life is always seeking to express through as and in you. And you have, you have your breath, you have the tools within you. And, of course, ask for help. Go slow and ask for help. Listening to this show, studying on all the great resources on YouTube, work with a mentor, come to a group. Meetup.com is an incredible resource if you've never seen that, all the different healing groups. I know Body, Mind, Spirit guides on meetup.com, all sorts of Reiki and um, support groups there. My teacher, Beckwith, says in in community, we have immunity. When you connect with people, you get to see dimensions of yourself. Just like nature reflects back your beauty, um, people can do that as well and help to support you. All right. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Um, This is the first official episode of Beautiful Earth, but you're welcome to check out the previous show with Amy Jo Goddard. And then all the previous um, archives of Calling All Leaders and Healers, which is an incredible resource. And I ask you to do me a favor. Please share this resource with somebody that you know. Please let them know so that um, they can have the gift of self-love. And then please check out some of the other shows on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. There's incredible uh, shows on sacred sexuality and psychic gifts and all sorts of people that are sharing their offerings and their unique gifts. We all have them, right? We all have a unique gift. And um, But check out the other shows and see, see what is there. And then if you are a um, female-identified person in the area and would like a weekly group to join, we have Aphrodite Rising here in Plymouth. And it's a tribe of women that were celebrating 
the body, sexuality, the earth. And I teach um, five archetypes of healthy embodiment and sexuality and empowerment for women, as well as we do Qigong and processes. And it's a really incredible tribe. We meet every Thursday from 6 to 9, and that is ongoing. And then you could also go to my website, barbarawhite.com, spelled with just six letters, B-A-R-B-R-A, white.com, and look at a possible session with me, or you can check out some of my blogs and articles. And you could also friend me on Facebook, and it's Barbara White One, I believe, is the way you can find me. And it's um, I got a picture of an alligator on there right now. <laughs> so I am not the alligator, <laughs> but that's the picture. <laughs> and lastly, you know, so many ways of connection. Uh, you can call here, accepted as I am in Plymouth, seven three four. Four five five one four three eight, and I just want to thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Body Mind Spirit Guide and Courtney to hosting the show, and I'm really grateful for what Beautiful Earth is going to be bringing in 2018, and all the incredible people I'm going to get to connect with. So, and thank you for being a part of that. You listening, whether it's 10 years from now or 2025 or two months from now, know that I am with you and I love you. And I honor you and your courage to become more yourself. It takes incredible, incredible courage to love yourself because it means letting go of those limited self-identities. It's incredible courage to continue to be willing, to be just, just be willing to open up, to not let the cynicism and the hate of this world become your reality. Because remember, it's the dominant thought, it's the dominant thoughts that's going to that so if you every day if you don't practice some type of self love, you're gonna go into a default of all the hate and cynicism that is happening on the planet. And you wanna be the light, right? You wanna carry the light. And that means having to fill your space with self love and intention to be used by love and it's a daily practice. And that when you do that, you can walk in the world and be a beneficial presence to everyone you encounter and not let all that psychic debris and all that energy, because if you don't fill to the edges of your house or your tree, which metaphor you'd like to use, but we'll use house in this one. If you don't ground into your body and fill to the edges of your house, you're going to be overloaded by other people's thoughts and feelings and um, unfortunately also pick up all the fear and hate that's, on, that's, that's floating around in the planet. So be a light. Love yourself. That takes great courage. It's a practice, and I honor you. Big energetic hug to you. Many blessings. Look forward to connecting with you next month. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.